That David show, uh, we're back. Definitely want to jump into some MLB uh, locally, even though we know the playoffs are still going on. Uh, yesterday, or Monday, rather. The West- are they? Are they going on here in Chicago? I, I don't know if we know that baseball's still going on. Yeah, Clayton Kershaw had to Clayton Kershaw with that back, huh? Right. Jam it Let's up. go brave. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, the, the White Sox and uh, their manager Ricky Renteria, Rick Renteria, decided to mutually part ways. Uh, they did the same with pitching coach Don Cooper, who had been with the team since 2002 as the pitching coach, but had been with the team in the minor league system even longer than that. I've been. Wait, Ken, can you speak on? that firing because as a non-White Sox fan, I was very intrigued by that because uh, obviously with his longevity and they oh, are Don Cooper, done you want, them. you want yeah. that? Well, okay, yeah. this, this is the thing with Coop. Coop has been surviving. He's about what? Four managers? <laughs> yes, I believe yes. so. With Jerry Manuel, Ozzy, Robin Ventura, and Rick Renteria. He decided he, he survived four managers, right? And we mm-hmm. go back to this one. The Izzy one right here, right? Where, listen, Joe Cowley put it out there. And I'm not one to disbelieve Joe Cowley, all right? Joe Cowley, when it comes to the reporting, is a MacGyver about getting to that ish, all right? He's not out here playing friends with nobody. He was reporting years back that Don Cooper was a snitch and running and telling uh, Kenny Williams everything. So, you know, stuff like that gets around the league. On top of that, people want to bring in their own people. You know what I'm saying? So... Whoever the Sox next manager, and we'll get to that later, wants, wants, wants to bring in, that's one of the key reasons Coop had to be let go was because, one, I heard he snitched. I don't want him in my, back here in my, my, my clubhouse, and he's running back and saying things that when we want to keep some of these things in the clubhouse. And two, I may not get along with him. He can be love him to death, but he's cantankerous as hell. We all know that, all right? He's very cantankerous. He likes being cantankerous. He wears his New York on his sleeve. And then, what if? What, how does he feel necessarily about analytics? I know that he they, that he's come closer to them, but really embracing analytics. How does he feel? So you add all that up. If I'm bringing in a top flight manager with championship experience, is what. Well, Rick Hahn alluded to, but said that, albeit they don't have to have it, but preferably that's where we want to go, recent championship experience. You're not, that guy's not coming down here having Coop doing Coop on him. On top of that, reportings that, you know, Coop kind of wasn't on the, on the ball like that. Like he, he wasn't engaged, I should say, the last season and a half or a couple seasons. So basically he was going through the motions for the most part. Uh, so, I mean, it, it was time. I remember the first people, person uh, that just said something was Jay Hood on this show. And he's basically like, when are they going to get rid of Coop? And uh, we're just so used to because the Sox pitching outside of last year when and these kids were just coming up from the minor leagues. Some of these kids were in the minor leagues. Only one that really had been in the pros for a defined amount of time was Carlos Rodon. Um, you know, all the, they, we had all those UCL tears last year. When you talk about Dane Dunning, Kopik, uh, Rodon, you know what I'm saying? I believe I'm missing one other person. Um, but still – Dunning we, had a, a tear at one point. No, no, Dunning. I said Dunning, Rodon, okay. Kopik. You know what I'm saying? But And only Kopik Cop, had only been up for a cup of tea, so I don't know if you can put that on Coop. But Carlos had been here for four seasons, basically, the better part of four seasons, I believe, even though I know he's been injured during that period, during, during that time also. But um, still, it just 
you know, as a system, the Sox do well with pitching too. Even though he's the figurehead in the majors, you know, the pitching, the, the pitching coach, the system has, has done well. We just have to make sure that we can keep them healthy, which that was one thing I will say about Coop. Their pro hurlers had, like, the least amount of injuries for over a decade. Like, the Sox had the least amount of, of, of pitchers on uh, the, the injured reserve in MLB, I believe. And I don't think I'm lying with that. Like, they, 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 their pitchers did not get – their starters primarily did not get injured. All right, you got to get at to Coop. All right, you know, you can definitely probably everyone over there, but you got to get Coop his props. Uh, Coop was the man, he's been the, the longest tenured pitching coach in the MLB, probably by, I think the next person may have started in 07. But still, um, you know, shout, listen, shout out to him. Let me say that. This wasn't, this isn't like the Ricky situation. <laughs> All right. right. This one had to be done and it was time, you know what I'm saying? Because I, 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 I compare it, the Ricky situation and not Ricky, but who people wanted to replace Ricky to only dating people from your high school. Like some people you'd be like, you only going to date people you went to high school with? Like it's a world out here. Right. And I'm referring to eyes again. And how many times you've seen it from the Herb interview. I've definitely done it with Sean Sierra. Uh, but cause, cause they have an affinity for eyes again. And by no means am I saying I don't have an affinity for eyes again, but what I'm saying is we need some new blood in here. All right, so I want to get into this part with the Ozzy thing. Now I've mentioned it. The liability, because yes, I think we all know that Ozzy has learned some of his lessons, but Ozzy again is going to be Ozzy again. You know what I'm saying? And that you don't even want him to have, say something, especially if this isn't even a decade ago, say something off the wall that can get you, get the organization, I won't say in trouble, but frowned upon. Two, it's a new era analytically. You know what I'm saying? So why would we go back? Why would we go back in a relationship when we can move forward in a fresh relationship? And I didn't also think, and one thing that Ricky said, I didn't think he was a fit for these players. The, you know, the old Sox teams, they, they, they had the personality of grinding it out, but they didn't have an outward personality. You had like AJ, basically. But outside of AJ, everybody else was kind of like t- buttoned up to a certain degree. That don't mean like they wore stuffy buttoned up shirts. I just mean they weren't um, opinionated and out there like the Sox team. Now, like, they don't need a, a, a manager to take away from their personality and I'm not, or overshadow, I think, is a better use, a better word I should use. They don't need a manager to overshadow that this, this team has enough personalities. They don't need to be combative with their manager who's also trying to show his personality. I just I didn't think it was a good mix, and I'm so happy. they Like, this is some grown-ass White Sox-ish that we've seen, right? Like, and it's sad that I, I, I'm happy for it because as a Sox fan, I should have been getting this all along. You know what I'm saying? Like, period. This, I shouldn't have to wait to 20, 2020, well, really the last four years as far as really flipping everything and getting players that are multidimensional rather than just either slugging or a guy that can run fast but he can't do anything with the bat. Um, I shouldn't have to wait all this time, but now to see it and then for them, and this was such a, I remember Paul Sullivan in the trip was like, yeah, the Sox, you know, they could get rid, rid of Rick, Rick Renteria, but they're not. And now you have to see all those people that were like, they're not going to get rid of them, right? And it's like, they're they telling us, you know, we saw what you saw, right? Like, we're not going to play the, the uh, full money switch around role or whatever. It's like, no, it wasn't that, it wasn't this, it wasn't that. Tell me which one it was. You know, we're not going to play that. No, I was looking at this too. And also, they're saying that we know we can strike while the iron is hot and why waste it. On top of that, 
there's quality coaches out here uh, that we can snatch up that we did not have the opportunity. Oh, we would not have the opportunity due to the fact that they got caught cheating. Yes, they did get caught cheating. All right. And I understand that some people may be ambivalent to that. I'm not. All right. I, I don't think it's good. Um, but, you know, forgiveness is divine. Um, I'm <laughs> like, dude, I'm on my team. Listen, I'm sorry. You can say whatever. We, we can we can chalk this up later. All right. We're the Black Sox anyway. All right. Um, I, want a guy, I want a guy that is the top, top tippy of his craft, period. And we know that's A.J. Hinch. And guess what? Go get, let's on this. We, we're actually going through formalities. You know A.J. Hinch got this job, right, Ryan? Uh, yeah, I guess if a playoff – like if the Dodgers jettison Dave Roberts, maybe that would be the only one. He's not coming here. He not, we don't want none of that. He's not, no, no, no. I'm saying A.J. Yeah. Hinch would want that. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're totally right. Whoa, listen, we'd be done. There'd be no way we'd get him. We need him signed now! <laughs> we can't sign him to after the World Series. Listen, and I don't need you to do anything fraudulent, i.e., uh, uh, um, what was uh Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas? And uh, Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. And uh, Kevin McHale with uh, the Minnesota December Wolves. Was it Joe, Joe Smith? Joe Smith. Joe Smith. Fought the forward. When basically he signed a deal, he couldn't sign under the table. And it was for Joe Smith. You was, like, trying to eat more time with Joe Smith. <laughs> like, what are you doing? At least, listen, at least for AJ Hinch. I, I know why you're doing it. I see you, Rick Hahn. But to me, this spoke to we already got the guy in the can. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got rid of Coop, right? You got rid of Ricky. This speaks to, like, yeah, this dude, we just got to wait till after the World Series and his punishment is up. We got, we got this dude. Uh, of the openings left, he would pick the White Sox. Also, also, you bringing up the, the listen. I'll tell you this, and I'm, you just you just spun me with that. We'll know who he chooses, but how quickly Dave Roberts gets fired. Yeah, if he gets fired, if they lose in the next day, he's out. Right? Yeah. If like, does Roberts get fired if he doesn't win the World Series or doesn't get to the World Series? I'm sorry. Yes, he does. Oh my gosh! Like that becomes obviously the number one managerial opening. Yeah, dude, I would go there in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful weather, great stadium, huge great. market, huge fan base. Even though significant you can't get some of the teams, you can't get some of the games on, uh, on all over the market. But like you said, significant, significant. Yeah, but you can get a lot of the big names out in the, the baseball <laughs> market because of that money from that right. TV You're market right. that no You're one right. can watch. You're right. So. <laughs> Yeah, we'd be done, dude. Listen, hey, you still have Alex Cora though as a backup. That's a really good backup. Oh man, I don't want to settle, man. I, I listen. I won't be. Oh, out. I don't. I don't know if that's. Sad. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want to uh, see it. Like what? Let me. Let's take it back. Bryce Harper, Manny Machado. Would you have felt a settling if you got one or the other at the time yeah. of that free agency? I would have felt if I got Bryce Harper, I was settling. But what, how how bad of a like would you just be like? It wouldn't have been the Christ. worst. But you gotta understand, dude. I'm a Sox fan. All right, I want it off. Can I have it off once? Like, can this I? Chicago. You know, you can never have it off. But that's the see, That's the Chicago problem with Chicago mentality. And ownership knows we don't expect to have crazy things happen. Yeah, we're like we 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 start thinking about ownership's money and why they can't do something instead of looking at that money that's coming through the back end that they're making and be like, dude, why aren't you going all the way? It's just that's how. No, I wanted. I want AJ Hinch. All right, he cheated. 
I still want that man. And not in the platonic, I mean, I want him in the platonic sense. This <laughs> is going all over the place. Wow, the, the passion is really, really coming out of you. Oh, it's man, ravenous. It's taking, taking it from the tippy. But, uh, yeah, my gosh, got rabies. That's <laughs> AJ Hinch. <laughs> yeah, but, um, so Rick with Rick Renteria, uh, listen, Rick Renteria set this franchise up in a fantastic way. Um, just like the Cubs, he spent one year there. All right, oh, okay, he spent Whatever. one year. Ricky's boys don't quit. He spent one. He was here for four seasons. What? You guys own him now? Because oh, he's much more one of us. Actually, no, no, he was here. Wait. Oh, because we fired him, and you guys called it a mutual. Oh, here's a a mutual. Rick Rick decided we he did didn't want to be on the playoff team. Way more class, baby. Way. He, he knocked on Rick Hahn's door. He said, "You know what? This culture is built here. I need to go somewhere else." I've, I've done my job exactly. I must leave. There's a, there's a young. I don't need rings. I right? don't need glory. Listen, listen. No. We, above five hundred. Above five hundred is is the worst feeling that I can ever have. I need a team losing as I am raising these young men up. All right, so another man can come and take that team. Yeah. Another, you know what's a championship ring? Holding a man's shoulder and telling him, "Son, you've really improved as a ball player. Right. Don't give up on me." <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, Ricky, Rick, Rick did us a solid. Uh, he he got this culture going. Uh, he got these players going. But I'm happy the White Sox didn't waste a year on letting him try to figure it out. Because we shouldn't. It's just the truth. We, man, this is this is how you do your boys. Thank God we got rid of that fan earlier than later. You you're right. You know you just stated Branch Ricky's philosophy, correct? Hey, you're, at least at least the rather than a year late. Well, then that's why he's our guy because we got rid of him first. That matters more. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to do what you got to do. But uh, yeah, it was uh, yesterday. Listen, it was like Christmas. Um, I think I heard the news. Or, or turned on. I wanted to watch TV for Dak is why I turned on. I recorded a lot of stuff. And I was like, all right, Dak is had surgery. He's looking great. Great. Cool. And then on the, um, on the text chain, our text chain, I think Tony broke it. I broke it. You broke it? Yeah, baby. Okay, my apologies. Apologies to you. Man. I'm sorry. Man. You can see where his favorite is. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta earn that. <laughs> no, you broke it. Um, I think he replied and D replied. Um, and it was like, what? Right? And like, so all of us are like, what's I don't even know if when that happened we knew Coop was gone. I think we found out Coop was gone. Yeah, I think that was a little bit later. Yeah, then when they start that, to that have, might have been pretty quick after too. Okay. So then we we started listening to the I, I turned to the to the Facebook page. Of uh of NBC Chicago Sports Chicago, and Rick Hahn's there, and he said that you know Ozzy is not a candidate. I was like, this is the, one of the better days of my life because I don't have to hear. And I've been having this. Can I say one thing with Ozzy though? Please go ahead. If you're gonna, if the reports are true, and you're gonna reach out to Tony Larusa, why wouldn't you go out to Ozzy again? Don't compare Ozzy again to Tony Larusa. Oh my God! Here we go. Don't, Come on, dude. He is Russo. king anti-analytics. Dude, I'm just still saying. Isaac Ginn has never been. I think Isaac Ginn was a, a very good manager. 
Uh, but Ozzy has enough Jim Boylan in him that he'll be like, yes, sir, I'll get on that computer and learn these analytics. Tony LaRusso is going to be like, kiss my ass. I want all those rings in the Cardinals. I know Dude. the game. If so, again, if I have to pick between either one of them, I'm taking Tony LaRusso. Oh. It's period. It's not even, it's not even close. Like, I mean, Jerry's biggest mistake? We're talking about, yeah, depending on leaning too far on Hawk Harrison, thinking he knew something. Dude, Tony is one of the greatest managers in the MLB. Have, has anybody ever said that about Isaac again? I'll give you that, yes. He has definitely been at the pinnacle, at the top. But I don't think he's there anymore. Like, Tony La Russa comes now. I'm, I'm not, not saying Tony La Russa in his prime. I don't want – listen, I don't I'm, – I'm good off Tony La Russa. I want A.J. Hinch. Then after that, probably, probably – Oh, yeah. All right? You know, but, but still – I mean, you don't want Tony La Russa, right? Yeah, a little bit. What, what's a little bit? Like, like, if I couldn't – listen, if, if, like, Hinch is gone – Right. And Cora. Cora's gone. LaRusso's third. The question is, where do I put the bench coach from Houston and the Tampa Bay Rays? Right? That's right. the question. Because um, then, the, the, see, the reason why I, I, I want to put Tony Russo under them, because they haven't done it yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that just – that alone, and I don't know how they're going to do it a seat over from being the bench coach to being the manager. So, but I, I really want to have them above him, but that still worries me, the fact that they've never sat in the hot seat before. You know, and I'll, I may put, I will probably put, San, I will put Sandy Alomar over Tony Russo. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I'll put Sandy over Tony Russo. Um, Tito, if they <laughs> went with Sandy. Um, I would want to bring, yeah, Tito. I would bring Tito home. He should, he, he, he coached Michael Jordan in Birmingham. He should be up here. He should have had some yes. time. But you know the problem with Tito? But you know the problem? But Tito is be below all those people, too. He's not doing well, though. And, I mean, I hate to – Well, the only thing is you're going to have to make sure that perhaps your bench bench coach is a guy that you also like to have a manager because we don't know if he's – Omar Vizcal. Yeah, I'll probably do that, too. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, so uh, that's where I would have him. But yeah, it's just, listen, there's a small interest in me, and I'm not saying it's right for Tony La Russa, uh, but he's been gone for so long. And, yeah, I'm, I'm and, surprised. I thought you'd be like, oh, F that A. I don't want him to be, like, slumped over on Stony Island because he was too hammered to, to make it to the crib. I don't need that Tony La Russa or uh, with all the cats Tony La Russa. I wonder if he spades those cats. But, um, yeah, I don't need all of that. But uh, yeah. So didn't that, he endor- endorse like Trump or something like that too? Well, then if that's the facts, then I really don't need to. Well, we, 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 we know where you lie. Take Tony Take Tony Russo off this damn list. All right, like no, son. So uh, yeah, that's that's just the, t- yesterday was uh, it was it was it was a really good day. It was a little bittersweet because someone who had been a part of the good, the really good times, that had a really big hand in it. Uh, was let go, but it kind of starts seeming like, what is he really doing? You know, we, he's just here hey, in his role. Can't take it from someone that's been there before that's had to fire Ricky. When you got to fire Ricky, you got to fire Ricky, and you can't look back, damn it. You got to keep moving. 
<laughs> Nobody wants to fire the man. Nobody wants. He does good things. Ricky's boys don't quit, but you got to fire the man and you got to move on. <laughs> all right. All right. So let's switch over to some Bears discussion. Uh, on that's David's show, uh, Ryan Bukovetsky, executive producer of this show, and Flipping Friends. Follow him at Ryan B. Ski and Ryan B. Ski One. I'm Kenneth Davis. Uh, follow me at That's Davis on all social media platforms. Um, man, listen, Friday, Ooh, boy, Friday, you woke up. Yeah. Listen, they should. Yeah, if, right. Even though, shout out to Layla Rahimi, I heard on Bernstein uh, yesterday. I believe she pointed out that they didn't do a press dump. They made sure they did it on Friday, on Monday. I believe that's what she said during that, which is a great point. Um, but man, if they would have hit me with this on Friday, with Ricky being out and the Bears being Tom Brady, <laughs> oh, Charlie, 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 time, Charlie. Oh man, it, it, listen, this has been a nice. But I'll tell you that this has been nice. If Thursday's the beginning of the weekend, and we had there was there was a Indigenous People Day on Monday. It's been a nice holiday swing right there. Yeah, man. It's been a nice. Feeling it. Ooh. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a warm front just moving wait, wait. on in the middle of October. Let me add this to you. Let me add this to you. And Jerry Rostoff is letting. Um, uh, oh, my God. Jerry is firing coaches left and right and paying people, them. People have two more years on their deals, brother. Two more For two franchises. <laughs> Jerry, it's like, forget it. I'm going down. They're, they're not done paying Fred, right? No, it it's not correct. Years? Oh, that's a good point. They may not be. I thought he had two, and then in the middle of three, he was fired for Jim, and then Jim had one. Yeah, that's, they, they probably are playing him. You're probably right. It's like he's paying four coaches right now to see you later. Dude, which also goes to your management and the blunders they've done, wasting your money. Uh, but but with, Jerry doing that? I'm with Jerry you. saying okay. Billy Donovan, go get who you want. The, the fact that they're saying, you know what? Here, go succeed. And it's during a pandemic where financially nothing's going to be the same for a period of time. And you know A.J. Hinch isn't cheap. You He's going to be one of that payday. Listen. No, you was cheating. You ain't you. You not getting top. top. Yeah, yeah. Tell that to the next getting, team. That's like, wait, well, hey, we'll throw in that top five. Listen, you getting second tier top. Oh no way! Bottom tier, top tier. Listen, you got to remember, you cheated a little bit. You got to take a little bit. Yeah, but again, this is a, as much as it is for the White Sox, and obviously he would pick the White Sox because of the talent. But every situation in baseball that has an opening has a chance to get the best manager by far and away that would ever be open. Yeah, but you could Tigers, overpay for that. Listen, listen you're gonna go he's gonna go up to, to, to Detroit. All right, friend of the show Creighton was like Well what about like the Mets? The Mets is gonna take a minute to get that fixed. What about the they Red Sox? Brought, they brought Sandy Anderson back. They they brought back a guy that they were great they, the rest, the rest. What about the Red Sox? They probably just gonna bring Cora back. Listen, if you're gonna bring back, if you're gonna bring in the Chile, you may as well bring in the one that won the World Series for you, correct? Yeah, what if they want him back? Uh, listen, I, I expect that he may go back to the Red Sox. I, listen, to be honest with you, I hope if I get my man at AJ Hinch, I hope he does get to go back to the Red Sox because, you know, my man won him a World Series in, in Boston, one of the racist most places in, in the country, but still, he won one there. And he deserves to have another opportunity. 
Uh, I'm still trying to see if I can find the manager list. Eight, six million in 2018 for Joe Madden. That was yeah, so up there. I think it's about six. I, I, I'm thinking. I, I think if Larusa was still coaching, he would have one of them ignorant ass Phil Jackson deals. Where it's like you make what? You know what the Knicks were paying Phil or whatever. Mm-hmm. It would have to be someone that was tenured that had had won probably multiple World Series or something, or at least had. And I know this guy is an abusive ass, like Bobby Cox. Even though he just won one, but how many times he had uh, uh, Atlanta sitting there in the in the NL uh, East uh, winning the pennant every year? You know what I'm saying? Like, so it'd have to be somebody like that for it to get up there to like nine million dollars, I believe, uh, in the MLB. So, like I'm saying, I give you five. That's all I was trying to say. I give you. I give you four points. But that's what I'm saying. What if uh, somebody listen, comes it's, in? It's, it's, listen, if it's not the Dodgers, man, to be honest with you, if it's not the Dodgers, you may as well come. Look at this. <laughs> Let me show you these shiny-ass toys I got back here. Meet this one right here. His name is Eloy. He hasn't even been healthy all the time. And Shuddy's going opposite way on, on, uh, on sliders. Yeah, already sliders. Also, this guy right here, who knew he was going to be uh, one of the best batting guys in the league, he's our shortstop in St. Madison. Oh, yeah, we got the MVP from last year. One of the greatest Cubans ever, all right? Ask, well, I don't want to ask again, so I won't say that name. But you can ask some people down there, okay? All right? Then I said, here, I got a guy, man, he's fighting COVID, but he came out there and he balled out as hard as he could. I got you on Mercado. This is y'all Mercado. You like Slappy? I got Slappy. I got a little Mick Magical right over here. Oh, my forgot. I, I was I pulled a Pat Riley when I, I dropped the rings on you. Now I ain't got rings, but I ain't dropped the biggest one. I got Lewis Robert, Louis Robert out here, right? This kid may be the number one guy in MLB. You I'm just saying now, if you like toys and you don't want to have to cheat, we ain't got no garbage cans around here. Maybe he likes money more though. Maybe he does. Maybe, but I would think, you know what I would think too? And it still put the Dodgers in play. Um, I would think he wants to um, clean up his reputation. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would think that's the biggest thing. And go to the Black Sox? Yeah. <laughs> Can't beat him, join him. Like, come on with this. Listen, cheating franchise seat. and cheating manager reunites. Have a, have a seat right there next to Shoeless Joe. <laughs> we're going to put your statue up next to Shoeless Joe statue out in the outfield. Yeah, I can see Rick Hahn taking it to Shoeless Joe Jackson Cemetery, <laughs> ripping out the grave next to him. Like, hey, <laughs> All right, so um, yeah, uh, so dude, I, 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 that's my that's my list. I'm um, I'm feeling AJ Hinch, and you can look at me as a despicable person. I'm not. I'm a good guy, um, but I can forgive him. You're a Sox fan, damn it! And that's all you need to say. I can forgive him for cheating. Hey, if the Cubs were in the same boat, I'd do the same thing. I would I'm say get AJ Hinch. I'm happy you will say that. I know I know you for real. You for real for real. <laughs> I would say get AJ Hinch. Listen, I'll say this much. If he was like straight, let's just say like AJ Hinch was just straight. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah. I don't want that around here. Not he cheating. Dog, shorty want to talk. Like if it was just Alex Cora, AJ Hinch was still in Houston. I don't know if everybody would be clamoring for Alex Cora per se. That ring would be very tasty, mm-hmm. but that's just one year, you know, and it was a right. cheating scandal. Like, right, right. I don't you. know. I'm with you. So, uh, again, no, I mean, even with managerial experience, you still have the fact that Hinch was with the Diamondbacks before he got to Houston. 
It's just he's, he has a well-rounded. Listen, it's, he won like three hundred games in three yeah, seasons or something. Yeah. It's he's insane. Won, he won over a hundred and one, or he's won at least over a hundred and one games in the last three years. Last yeah, season. like dude, come on, that's yeah. hard to do with pristine with talent and cheating. That's hard. Yeah, to do with cheating. All right, but uh, yeah. I, well, depends how good you are cheating, though. I and know he's I really know. good. They was doing some. That wasn't regular. <laughs> that wasn't regular baseball. Why cheating, would he said. admit? Oh, I knew there was something going on there. I wish I had said something. Damn, yeah. I just enjoyed that winning <laughs> too much. <laughs> I got, I got hooked on, man. I got hooked. Yeah. Oh, did I want to win a ring? Yeah. All right, all right. I forgot how to. I, that, now we totally went off the rails because we were supposed to be talking about last Thursday night's game. <laughs> and we came all the way back here. Uh, but, yeah, getting back to the Bears, um, looking at that game, going into it, I would have flipped it with the Indianapolis game, which also really just shows us, like, how do we let Phillip Rivers do that to us? Like, Phillip Rivers is out here getting shot in the streets, right? Like, he looks like he needs to retire during the year. Like, and I hate to say that because I've been a Phillip Rivers fan, but, man, it is bad business behind one of the best line, offensive lines in the National Football League. But I would flip it because I would have thought the Bears beat Indian and they were going to lose to Tampa Bay. Uh, man, listen. And how about how the Colts gave up 32 to the freaking Browns? Listen, is it is it a proximity thing that the Colts hate us or something? Because they was playing like we were rivals or something. You know what I'm right. saying? Playing like we were in the right. AFC South. And, you Did know, they watch 06 highlights before the trip I over? No, what was it? They, dude, they had some fury. And them against the Bears. Damn, the Chicago wins. Listen, the coach must have hyped them up like from playing football. Like, yeah, this y'all can go steal this one. This, this you can beat these boys. It's kind of sorry. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, aren't uh, Cleveland and Chicago somewhat proximity to Indianapolis? Isn't that just as much their rival? Listen, I'm of course, and I don't think that the players have it. Indy is jealous of Chicago. Let's just state it's all facts. Like going, I've said this before. Going to a playoff Bulls playoff game in Indianapolis. We weren't really getting heckled. This is how polite they were. And we know Indiana can be a crazy state. These guys were nice to us for the most part. They only they, they were only saying, You guys aren't from uh you guys aren't from Chicago. You're from Indiana. You just like cause you could just see how many fans in Indiana became Bulls fans, right? I mean, again, right. I love Reggie Miller. So I, I do Yeah, uh, I love Reggie. I hated him, but I loved him, and I, I love him, right? So I, I think if I lived in Indy, I would have been a, I would have been an Indianapolis fan. I would have lo- I would have had an affinity for Jordan, but it would have took me a minute. Uh, so they were saying that, and I was like, "Dude, walk back to this garage. You can look at my license plates. I'm, we're from Illinois. We're not uh, Pacers. I mean, uh, we're not Indiana uh, Bulls fans or whatever." But they were they were fairly nice, uh, whatever. But they, you can still feel that slight inferiority complex, I guess. Well, you know, you're the big city in the, in the region. You know what I'm saying? It's only could be us, man. Shout out to right. 50 years ago. You guys was doing big things. Um, call us Indy when you get a baseball and a hockey team. Or maybe we'll give you a call back. Just that's a baseball team. You don't need the hockey team. But, um, okay. Well, well, let's just dig it into their side while we I have know. it. But the thing was still that stood out to me and last Thursday's night's Bears uh, versus Tampa Bay game was the play of the defense, um, was those cornerbacks out there doing their dizzle, you know, was Khalil Mack returning back to form, you know what I'm saying? Like, we Can need- we cliche the return of the Mack like everybody return else? Return of the Mack, yeah. We, you know, like that, that defense made me feel good 
You know what I'm saying? It it it, it did. It, that defense. It made me feel like there's still a change. There's still a, a window here, and I don't know if that window is is is, is going to go beyond this year. I, I kind of feel like it should because I don't still. I don't know if you have the person you need a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? And Nick Foles isn't playing to a level where it's like he won't mess it up yet. Like he has to get to where it's like he's a game manager who can pop out. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I've used this before. Before we, like, uh, Jake Delhome. Like, you know, some days Delhome was out there throwing that rock. Right? Alex Smith. Yes, would he be Alex, another one? Alex Smith. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I need you. I need you to be better than Alex Smith. I need you to be able to pop out of that. Like, it's like all, we got a good enough defense. Game managed, but it's going to be like five times in the game. I'm going to need you to pop out. I'm gonna, I don't need you to be checked down, Charlie. I need you to go vertical. You know what I'm saying? Like, those are the things that, um, that, 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 that I, I, I would like to see before I start feeling like this is a legit playoff team and that, you know what I'm saying, they may even um, get a, a win in the playoffs or, or whatever. Because as of right now, defensively they're better than Green Bay, but we know offensively, uh, and that's even mm-hmm. when they're not being out and their second best receiver uh, being out now too. Um, we but still, Aaron Rodgers is, is doing his thing and Matt LaFleur is, is dialing them up, you know, especially according to Aaron Rodgers. So I don't even think you're better than that team. I do think there's a chance you may be better than the Vikings. And I believe Dalvin Cook is out. I think I saw that in the ticker today. Yeah, I think he's likely out week six. Yeah, so and I think it may seem like he may miss more than just the game. Um, so that, you know, that engine doesn't, doesn't really go well without Dalvin Cook. Um, that's one reason I don't never draft him. I'm always leery of him getting hurt to say that about anybody. Um, and then Vikings defense, I mean, they were solid against Seattle, but Seattle has no offensive line. Right. Like, they didn't necessarily shut them down either. Oh, I, I totally agree. I think the Bears should be able to beat the Vikings. I'll say that. I don't know if the Bears can beat Green Bay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, Nick's got to get a whole of a lot better if yeah, he was, if they gonna even come into that talk. Because offensive also, line wise, they they're struggling, and we can't fix that. And you, listen, the guy that was your best offensive lineman this year is out for the rest of the year, and James, mm-hmm. right? Your your guard, your left guard was killing. He was doing. He was he was the best offensive lineman this year. He's out. The guy that was maybe supposed to be able to spell this terrible left tackle in Charles Leno Jr., Barr, has to play guard now. Yeah. Um, Jermaine, I was really – I like the promising nature of Alex Barr's, but, man, not not in place of James Daniels. Right. I'd rather be in place of somebody else. But Right. Um, but, you know, like the Matt Nagy won. It's still on Matt Nagy with this play call. I was happy to see something that we hadn't seen happen to Matt Nagy, and that was his quarterback tell him what to do. Um, that's what I like from having a veteran quarterback where it can be like, no, 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 this is what I'm seeing. This is what we need to do. And you can tell that whatever the coverage was, whatever the flow was, Nick Foles felt that he had that team at a vulnerable state, and he wanted to continue to hit him. And Matt Nagy pulled, pulled, the, pulled the rings back. And he went out there and told him, like, no. And then you start seeing all shotgun after that, right? And it's like, I, I like – like, that makes me feel better about Nick Foles. It's like, you've been around the block too many times. If you need to tell this young coach what you're seeing out there and what y'all need to do so you can get this offense going, go ahead and do that because that's not something Mitch could have done because, one, you don't trust that Mitch can read the coverages. So Mitch coming back to Matt Nagy telling him, nah, coach, let's do that, be like, 
you can't even read. And I'm not saying that, and I mean not read words, everyone. I mean read coverages. Like he 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 doesn't have that 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 build up um what a word am I looking for? Equity. He doesn't have that built up equity from and Nick Foles has had a roller coaster career, but he won a Super Bowl, right? And he took a team again coming off the bench into the playoffs and almost went deep into the playoffs again. Um, he doesn't have Mitch doesn't have that type of equity, and he's not a guy that's been in the system for a, a lot of years like Nick Foles is. So for to see that, it, it, it makes me feel better because now there's two I, there's two eyes out there. One, the quarterback is also supposed to be an extension of the head coach, and if your head coach is like my extension can't really really process what's going on, then there's an issue. So now if you have a guy out there that can process and read the coverages, now he's an extension of the head coach. And he also can tell the head coach, huh? No, I know what the game plan was, but we need to switch this up because this is the looks that they're giving me right now. Yeah. And to kind of piggyback that, like, Watching that game with the Buccaneers, and I'm I'm worried that we're going to see this moving forward with Nick Foles. I hope that some of these things are correctable. But, like, play calling, Matt Nagy had some bad plays on Thursday. But he also called that shot to Darnell Mooney that was perfect, that Nick mm-hmm. Foles sailed as if it was Mitch. I mean, you literally slapped a different number. You wouldn't have known a difference whatsoever. And he misses that third and two on the first third down that's wide open. It's like – Al Robinson wide open, third and two, like Maggie, he called it, drew it up, and he missed it. But when it was late in that game and threw that wheel route to either Cordell Patterson, but especially David Montgomery on that huge completion, mm-hmm. that's where you see the difference. Like Nick is reading. He's reading a defense, and he's making a quick decision. Mitch would have never been able to do that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, it's unfortunate Nick's making throws that Mitch could do as in missing the deep shots downfield. That's a problem. But no matter what, Nick's making throws that Mitch can't do when it's just those quick throws on a blitz all or nothing, you got to find the right guy for 13 yards or we don't get the field goal game over. And I just – I don't think Mitch would a- even be able to attempt that at this point in time in his development. Great point. I totally agree with you. Um, I mean, those are salient points, to say the least. He has to clean up some of that. Some of that he's just in him. That's why – Nick Foles isn't someone that uh, everyone was like, give me right. Nick Foles, give me Nick Foles. Like some of that, you, he, that is going to be him. But yeah, he has, he did, but he, he, there was no preseason for anyone, but he didn't get training camp reps like that. Like all of them, like what your starter quarterback is supposed to get. They were both splitting reps. And at one point they stopped splitting reps because they had to get ready for the first game and they just gave it all to Mitch. Um, so he's got to kind of get lathered up and back in it. I think this game, this game, this game and the next game. Then by the next game, he should be in it. If he's not in it, Lordy. And again, to know this, Nick Foles has an injury history. Mitch better stay warm. You know, listen, every time Nick Foles gets hit, I can see Mitch like, did you see like right. when, when Nick Foles got hit and Mitch was right there? It was like, <laughs> it's like, yes. Please. Ooh, come on, you got to come low. You got to low. Low, right? Hey. And you know what makes that worse, too, is you're seeing Teddy Bridgewater in Carolina. He's killing it. And that's a guy that the Bears kind of had their conversations with. But, you know, now that we know Mitch is completely useless as the Bears quarterback, they should have probably went harder for Teddy Bridgewater instead of Nick Foles. 
out of all, I mean, we'll the, see. Out of all the as of right now, out of the four or five quarterbacks the Bears could have signed or traded for, um, which is Tom Brady, Nick Foles, uh, Cam Newton, and uh, uh, Teddy Bridgewater. T- Teddy Bridgewater's having the best year as of right now. It's with everything because yeah. he's not throwing – his efficiency is higher is what I should say, I believe. His efficiency is higher. He's completing like 73% exactly. of his passes. He's one point behind David Carr. And like he's at 73 and David Carr is at 73.1. And he's still not a deep ball thrower, but he can, he can do it on occasion. He can do, he can do it enough. And he is automatic 15 and under basically. Yeah, he's he's a spinner more than a thrower. He's 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 much more of a spinner. Like he can spin it enough, but you, he doesn't have a big arm. Coming out of Louisville, that's one of the things that kind of made me like I don't know about this one. Let alone his slight build. Um, mm-hmm. But but he's begins- releasing that ball really quickly with that bad Carolina offensive line on top of it. You know, Christian McCaffrey, even though I know he's doing well without Christian McCaffrey sooner or later, that's got to come back to haunt you not having that super Swiss Army knife, the best running back in the league. Like, he, he, kinda, he is the best running back. If Saquon Barkley, if Saquon Barkley wasn't, wasn't hurt, he last year this was still uh, uh, the Brendan McCaffrey, I mean, Christian McCaffrey was the, the number one guy. We had to see how it worked out this year, but he's the number one running back in the NFL, talent-wise. Speaking of running game, like, I get Matt Nagy, and I don't necessarily criticize him too much for his lack of run calling in that Tampa Bay game. I understood why, because his offensive line is getting whooped. And I think he still did it enough to just throw them off enough. So I was fine with that. But he's got to get back to running the football. Totally. It's not even a question. Hopefully we'll have a Lamar Miller appearance um, he totally had, dude. That has to that has to be one of the key building blocks. Period. And I don't care who's the quarterback. You know what I'm saying? You had you even the better teams, the better quarterbacks. Look at look at what uh, Kansas City did. All right, they went out and got Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Like we're going to get back to what we used to do with Kareem Hunt. We were super dangerous. Uh, and I know they running back last year did well. But still, we need someone who – Not like this, dude. Yeah, someone like that. Look at whoever was in the backfield of Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, dude, we're going we're gonna to run it. We're going we're gonna to do some short passes that basically runs and stuff like that. Like, most of the top flight – look now, and he didn't have one all the time. Look at Aaron Jones in Green Bay right now. Right. Last two – last this season the last year, been, been one of their best weapons right behind their quarterback, basically. Like, How good would Jimmy Garoppolo be if they didn't find Raheem Morstead? He'd be listen. Where's Jimmy? Jimmy Garoppolo is where me and you are on the bench. Uh, <laughs> man, dude, dude, boy, 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 that money right there, that money right there, that money right there. Ooh, Lou, dude, if you have to, look, if they have to move off of Jimmy Garoppolo, I know we're talking about the Bears and Carolina Panthers. If they have to move off of him, you let him lose your Super Bowl. Because you're saying, like, damn, he ain't the one. And you, dude, you damn it, any quarterback that was straight could have won that damn Super Bowl with how bad Patrick Mahomes I mean, that's basically what we're talking about with Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky. Like, we seen that Jimmy Garoppolo miss throw. We know what that's like here in Chicago. If you got a quarterback that can take a deep to a Super Bowl, he doesn't miss that throw. Facts. Facts. That's not what the greats do. Or the greats get so many opportunities, if they do do a, do a throw like that, they can, they can come right back. Or if the, if the receiver misses the ball, they can come right back. You know what I'm saying? But somebody like 
uh, Garoppolo and how that office is run to protect him from himself, he doesn't get a ton of those opportunities. And he missed George Kittle a drive or two earlier. Yeah, so, whew, but still, uh, looking at this Carolina game, I mean, the key to me is the defense. If that defense plays like it played last week, and I know right now all of a sudden Teddy Bridgewater is a lot more elusive than Tom Brady. I mean, he should be more elusive than regardless, but when up, us being uh, NFC North guys and knowing what took place with him in practice in Minnesota with that knee being dislocated. Uh, and he was never a speed guy before then either. He had right. some quickness. But That's he was never a run. You never looked at him as a running quarterback. Right. Or super elusive just because – of his genes, you know, he had a little bit more advantage than just a stationary guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but for the Bears, too, I think big key, I mean, Carolina sucks at stopping the run. I think they're 25th against the run, and they're 31st at like 5.2 yards a carry on average. Mm. They should be prime pluckings for this running offense. And if, man, you get Nick Foles in this play action going and he hits a few downfield, like, if the Bears could find a way to consistently break 20, not get up necessarily at 30, but where we're talking 25 is the norm, mm-hmm. the real legitimate average. I mean, it, with the extra playoff spot, what are we talking here? They're playoff bound for sure. And with that defense, they got a shot. No, you're totally right. They, def- they definitely have a shot, and you have a capable quarterback. Um, but and this was something I harped on. You're gonna need running backs, and again, I hope Lamar Miller. Because man, if you think if you think those other two running backs are gonna finish this season healthy, you're asking a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like you're asking. You're, and I'm not to say they may have injuries that keep keep them out, but you you brought up Raheem Mostert and think he was out. He just came back, right? Like you you you're asking a lot of these guys. So you need another runner in there who's versatile who can catch the ball at the backfield. Again, we know he's not a world beater. He wasn't a world beater in Miami. He had times when he was better in uh, Houston as far as Lamar Miller. But you need to get him up here and kind of start taking some of that Tariq Cohen role um, away and get get that get those plays back in the playbook, even using David Montgomery like that because when he came, was coming out of Iowa State, he was hitting us with how well he was catching the ball. Um, but, yeah, even because that's even still – I know we're talking about between the tackles – even if you're just West Coast in that run sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, yeah I'll take that too. You know, so, but you got to do it intelligently. You know what I'm saying? Not just with screen passes and whatnot. Yeah, I think Lamar Miller, like we got to see, don't want to go crazy or overboard, but that could be a sneaky good pickup. If he still has athleticism in those legs and has enough speed, I mean, he probably fits as a number two back against a, like a move – like the blundering object that David Montgomery is, and I shouldn't say blundering because he's pretty agile and he actually is really good with his feet and makes guys miss, but he's a load. He mm. comes in you and he hits you hard, and that might play really well with a Lamar Miller in the second half when defenses don't feel like hitting anymore. Good point. Really, really good point. So, yeah, that's, that, that's definitely – I want to see the receivers um, play, still play a little bit better. Um, again, Nick miss, was missing them a lot, but still, you know, I want to see them step their games up. Um, I want to see another deep throw to Mooney. I want to see that. I want to see a couple of deep throws to Mooney. Right. I want to see like that exact type of style again. Like try to get that going. Like he's mm-hmm. if you can really get defenses to be like, yo, we got to worry about him, and they already have to worry about Allen Robinson. You got enough guys underneath, and Anthony Miller and these tight ends that they could just be feasting. 
makes running the ball easier too because you can't have the safety in the box. Yeah, like let's get let's get a couple shots because at this point, if I was a defense, I'd be like, they can throw the football deep. This isn't Mitch, but they ain't throwing the football that deep. Like right. they ain't doing it in a way that you need to be afraid of it at this point. And dude, let's see, let's let's get some two tight end formations. You know, saying so let's see someone helping out uh, Charles Leno Jr. You know, chipping and have Cole Clement over there chipping, and then have Shuddy go out there, have Shuddy fake chip, curl, right? You know what I'm saying? Like use use. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Get these tight ends going earlier, man. Like you got enough weapons to keep teams unbalanced if you're thinking but still doing fundamental uh, football. So, yes, I'm exploiting these different players and using the same play, but I'm taking advantage of a different aspect or a player in that play, all right, but I'm still going to run the ball and not fall in love with the pass uh, too much. Like, those are the things that – I know it's easier said than done, but also you can sit there as a coach and you can overcomplicate things when football is still football. You know what I'm saying? Simple football, right? That's what we harp on this show for years. Right. Just sometimes stop trying to be a wizard. You know what I'm saying? And just get win the game. Let's, also, we can still remember, this is Matt Nagy's third season. Like, he's really young, and he wasn't a season coordinator, right? Like, so right. he's still learning on the job. But I like that point that you made with Cole Komet. You know, he's supposed to be your blocking tight end. If he's struggling at blocking, why don't you put him up against a tackle like Charles Leno that's struggling and block that guy? How about right. you let both of them do that? And figure it out from there, like you said, or have them run a chip and then run out. Like, yeah. boost some guys' confidence. Like, that's what I just said with Darnell Mooney. Like, get a deep shot. Really get this offense juiced up with what they're doing. Totally, totally. All right, we'll come back and go up for grabs. The best segment of the show with Ryan Bukovetsky, that David show. <laughs> 